you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If the Son of Man shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Welcome to the atmosphere of grace and truth with Pastor Lucky David Nkuba, a man of God commissioned to liberate man through the word of grace and truth. Now let's join Pastor Lucky David Nkuba on today's broadcast. Hello, great minds. I'm super excited to be joining you again on today's episode of the atmosphere of grace and truth. Never forget that Atmosphere of Grace and Truth is a program or a broadcast that is designed to help unveil Jesus to you in a fresh and supernatural way. It's also a podcast that helps to unveil to you who you are in Christ and also help to deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Once again, my name is Lucky David Nkuma. And by the grace of God, I'm a pastor, I'm a transformational speaker, I'm a leadership trainer, and I'm also a life coach, and I'm welcoming you on today's episode of the Atmosphere of Grace and Truth. Today happens to be the first day in the month of September in the year 2020, and I'm grateful to God that we all together again can be here to celebrate the gift of life and all that God has been doing for us. And so I think it's important that you take time to give God the praise. You know, um, the psalmist will always say in Psalm 103, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me, bless his holy name. He went forth and said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not its benefits. It's always very good to know how to give thanks to God. I pray specifically that in this month, because often this is the last quarter of the year, and a lot of people are always afraid of the last quarter, but I bring you a message of hope the Bible teaches us in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, so we should not, we should be strong and courageous, we should not be afraid. He said, for he will be with us wherever we go. So I speak a word of prophecy over your life that in the name of Jesus for this month of September and beyond, it is better days for you. Better, better days for you in the name of Jesus. All right, so once again, you're welcome to the atmosphere of grace and truth. Let's have a word of prayer very quickly. Our dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you because you're good and your mercies endure forever. Again, today, I pray, Lord, you grant me offerings to speak as an oracle of grace. Help me communicate your word with precision and accuracy. Abba, I ask that your presence, O oh Lord, will fill the atmosphere and wherever people are listening to me all over the world, watching me and listening to me, that the power of God will touch them and the word of God will cause a revolution in their lives in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed. Amen. Let me begin by saying this, that every act of God is preceded by his word. I repeat, every act of God is preceded by his word. Now, I say that because it's important that we place value on God's word. Very important. I know we live in a generation where a lot of people do not place value on God's word. Even Christians, you know, tend to believe that the word of God is not that valuable or the word of God is not that important. But I need to help you understand that if your Christian experience is going to be an experience from glory to glory, you have to place an eye premium on the word of God. Today, I want to share with you something very powerful, something I believe we need to understand and something I believe can help us, especially in seasons like this, especially in the world whereby there are so many distractions, especially in the world where there are also so many opportunities 
and also a world where there is so many dangers. We need to understand what I'm about to communicate to us today. What am I going to be speaking on today? I'm going to be speaking on what I have captioned sensitivity codes. What I say? Sensitivity codes. Please, wherever you might be uh, joining us live, please type it in the comment section. Let us know where you're joining us from and then follow me and I will also follow you as you <coughs> as you join us on this program. So once again, I said I will be speaking on what I've captioned sensitivity codes. Okay, I'll be taking my anchor scripture from the book of Genesis chapter 18 and I'm just going to read just two verses. Genesis chapter number 18 and verse number 2, verse 1 and 2 rather. Verse 1, then the Lord appeared to him by the terrible trees of Mame as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. And verse 2, so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Now, this is a very instructive story and I'd like you to follow me very closely. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 18, verse 1, that the Lord, let me repeat it very well, said, the Lord appeared to him. The Lord appeared to him. Now, who is the him in this scripture? The him in this scripture is Abraham. So the Bible says the Lord appeared to Abraham. Okay, now, why did the Lord appear to Abraham? Is it because Abraham did something special? That's why God appeared to him. No, it's not recorded in scripture for us that way. Was it because Abraham was morally good? No. Was it because he was self-righteous? No. It was a decision on the part of God to visit Abraham. Hallelujah. So we can say truly this was a divine visitation. It was not a, it was not a visitation that Abraham orchestrated himself. It was a visitation that was a decision on God's part to visit Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says the Lord did what? The Lord visited Abraham. Okay. Now I want us to now consider verse 2. Now don't forget in verse 1, the Bible says the Lord visited Abraham. The Lord appeared to him. Okay. And the Bible tells us where Abraham was when the Lord appeared to him. The Bible says he was sitting down amidst the terebinth trees in the in, in the heat of the day. So in the afternoon, he was sitting down on the tree, under a tree and it was the cool of the day. So he was just enjoying himself under the cool of the tree. Okay. Now in verse 2, now verse 2 be, now bring to light something very instructive. The Bible says, so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, there was standing by him. And when he saw them, sorry, there were standing by him three men. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet him and bowed himself to the ground. Now, what did the Bible say? Now, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes. And when he saw, what did he see? What did he see? Did he see a host of angels riding on horses coming down? No. Okay, did you see um, um, a glorified personality coming down? No. What did he see? The Bible says he saw free men. And that's very instructive. Why is it instructive? Because in verse 1, the Bible says the Lord appeared to him. But in verse 2, the Bible says it was actually three men that he saw. Hmm. Three men that he saw. But thank God, Abraham was sensitive to welcome them to his home. Abraham was sensitive to welcome them to his home. Why? Because he realized that these men were not ordinary men. 
These men were not ordinary men. Now, the Lord appeared, but in verse 2, when the manifestation of that appearance would be revealed to Abraham, he did not come looking somebody. Wow, he came like man. And thank God Abraham was sensitive. And the Bible says he welcomed them into, their, into his home. And what was the aftermath of that visitation? The Bible helped us to understand, if you read Genesis chapter 18 and you go to the 14th verse, the Bible helped us to understand that those visitors prophesied to Abraham and said, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. <laughs> After 24 years of waiting, that visitation brought to, that visitation brought to manifestation the prophecies of God for his life. I pray for you, my listener, that in the name of the Lord Jesus, every hanging prophecy of greatness, every hanging prophecy of God that has been spoken over your life that is yet to come to fruition, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that they are manifesting in this quarter of the year in the name of Jesus. I prophesy better days for you in the name of Jesus. Now, having understand the background to that story, it's now important that we learn some some instructive thoughts on sensitivity. Now, maybe the first thing we should first learn is what is sensitivity? What is sensitivity? Sensitivity is the ability to perceive what is about to happen. You will realize and you will recall that there are two times Jesus Christ wept during his earthly ministry. The first time was he wept at the tomb of Lazarus, okay? And the second time, the Bible said he wept when he was about to enter Jerusalem. And what? why did he weep? He said they do not know the hour of their visitation. In fact, sensitivity helps us to know. Okay? Helps us to know the hour of our visitation. So sensitivity is the ability to perceive what is about to happen. I repeat, sensitivity is the ability to perceive what is about to happen. And we need that. We need that kind of ability. I'm telling you, we need sensibility. We need sensitivity above sensibility. There are a lot of people that that prides in sensibility. They just think that oh, when I do some calculations, I can just maneuver things. No, beyond that, you need to be sensitive. Sensitivity helps you to know how to ride on trends, how to ride on times. And there are, of course, there are different expressions of sensitivity. There are different expressions of sensitivity and they include emotional sensitivity, mental sensitivity, demonic sensitivity, and divine sensitivity. I repeat, there are different expressions of sensitivity. We have emotional sensitivity. There are people that just by some certain touch, it sends some sensitivity signals you know, to them. There are also mental sensitivity. Okay. There is also demonic sensitivity. Okay which this kind of sensitivity is influenced by the devil and his cohorts, and there is divine sensitivity. And I want to focus more on divine sensitivity, especially for you that is listening to me and for all Christians that are watching me, divine sensitivity. What is divine sensitivity? You must understand that whenever we talk about anything that is divine, we are relating it to God. Okay, so what is divine sensitivity? Divine sensitivity is the ability... To perceive what God is doing or has said about what is about to happen. I repeat, divine sensitivity is the ability to perceive what God is saying or what he has said about what to happen. <laughs> Don't you want to have that kind of ability? Ability to know what God is doing per time? 
ability to be able to know what God has said concerning a thing that is about to happen. Man, that's going to be wonderful. Why? Because you must understand that sensitivity helps a man to discover opportunities and dangers. That's very key. That's one reason why we need all need to develop these sensitivity codes, okay? Because it helps us to be able to discover opportunities and can also help us to sort out, you know, um, dangers. You know, many Christians today have lost opportunities. Many Christians today have become victims of certain dangers that can be avoided. And you know why? Because they were not sensitive. Now look at Abraham. What if, if Abraham was not sensitive to welcome those men? Maybe the prophecy of receiving a child would have lingered again. Okay? After 24 years, it probably would have lingered again. And this is why it is important that we all need to be sensitive. Okay? Very, very, very important. You must understand that since, um, opportunities, dangers, they are arranged through people, places, systems. So it is our sensitivity, especially to God, that will help us to discover these things per time. And you see, you can truly live your life. Now, this is why the Christian faith is wow. Okay? You can truly live your life in precision, in accuracy, not by trial and error. If you would master how to be sensitive per time. Okay? So, now that takes me to, take me to another point. Now, I've defined what sensitivity is for you. I've defined what the expressions of sensitivity. I said sensitivity is the ability to perceive what is about to happen. I went further and explained to you what the expressions of sensitivity have. That means dimensions of sensitivity. I told you there are emotional sensitivity, there are mental sensitivity, there are demonic sensitivity, and there are divine sensitivity. I went further also to explain to you what divine sensitivity is. And I told you divine sensitivity is the ability to perceive what God is saying or what God has said about what to happen. Now, you must now understand that sensitivity is not automatic. It is developed. Okay? Okay? Divine sensitivity itself, that means the ability to be sensitive to God, is not automatic. It is developed. And this is very key. This is very key. That it's not automatic. Okay? I say that you're a Christian does not mean you're automatically sensitive. Okay? So it's important that we learn how to be sensitive. It's important that we learn how to develop divine sensitivity, if not for any reason, so that we can be able to spot out opportunities, so that we can be able to spot out dangers, okay? Beyond, okay, beyond philosophical thoughts, you can ride above that level, okay? There are a lot of people today, but when they see some philosophical thoughts or when they see some trends, they can predict one thing or the other. But beyond that, as a believer in Christ, you have an advantage. An advantage is that you have the Spirit of God living inside of you and you can leverage that to be able to spot opportunities, to be able to spot dangers, and to be able to impact your world better because you are always sensitive. Hallelujah. So how do we develop divine sensitivity? Now, to develop divine sensitivity is by creating an atmosphere around you that will make your attention towards God readily sharp. That's how we divine, and that's how we develop divine sensitivity. Create an atmosphere around you that will make your attention towards God readily sharp. You would understand that one of the major bane of today's generation of the 21st century is the ability to give God attention. So many distractions are always over there. 
that is hindering a lot of children of God to give God maximum attention. And I always say this, that when you give God your attention, He will reveal His intentions. And His intentions are your solutions. I repeat, when you give God your attention, He will unveil, reveal His intentions and his intentions are your solution. The truth is that God is always speaking. The challenge is, are we listening? Are we paying him attention? And the more we pay him attention, the more it's easy for him to reveal his intention. So when we say divine sensitivity, we must, how to develop it, must create an atmosphere around us that will make our attention to him readily sharp. And I'm going to share with you four ways to develop divine sensitivity. Four ways to ensure that your attention towards God is always readily sharp. The first one is create an atmosphere of worship and thanksgiving. An atmosphere of worship and thanksgiving always enhances our antenna to receive from God better. You will recall in the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 1 and 2, the Bible says these guys were ministering to the Lord and they were fasting. And what happened? The Bible says the Holy Spirit spoke. Because in such atmosphere, it's very easy to pick up the things of the Spirit. Very, very easy to pick the things of the Spirit. Very, very easy to pick signals. You know why? Because sensitivity often comes to us like signals. Just like the green and right red flag. Sensitivity comes to us like that. I tell you, there's so many of us that in the business we do, we would have been able to spot out red flags if we intentionally create around us an atmosphere of worship, an atmosphere of thanksgiving. And that can be achievable. Number one, you must carry up, carry regularly the attitude of thanksgiving. Okay? That means to say you must, every day of your life, learn to thank God, learn to appreciate God. And also, you must ensure that even with the 21st century technology, you must be able to leverage on the technology to always ensure that your atmosphere is a worship atmosphere, especially the atmosphere you have authority over. Your phone, you have authority over it. Your house, you have authority over it. So you, why not? Why not wake up in the morning and ensure that you play good music, play gospel music, play Christian music. Ensure that your atmosphere is, 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 is conducive for the Holy Spirit to flow better. Okay? And why not also ensure that your words, the Bible says our thanksgiving is the fruit of our lips. Your words always reflect praises to God. The Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. If God inhabits it, it does means that his presence will overshadow any environment that values worship and values thanksgiving. Hallelujah. The second um, atmosphere you need to create that will help you develop divine sensitivity is the atmosphere of the word of God. We can't overemphasize that. I tell you, as you study and meditate on God's word, your sensitivity will be sharp. In fact, there are times as you meditate on God's word, you will begin to see light. To certain issues. Revelation comes. Revelational insights come to certain issues. You know how to do some things better. You know how to avoid some things. Do you know what Paul told Timothy? He said, because you know the scriptures early, he said, it has given you the ability to be wise. He said, this scripture has the ability to make you wise. The truth is that if you invest time in studying and meditating on God's word, your sense will rise above common. I tell you, you would operate supernatural science. 
you will be able to spot out certain things that needs to be right. You'll be able to know what to do and when to do them. Why? Because the Word of God paints a lot of pictures for us and because it is inspired by the Holy Ghost, it helps you to spot opportunities very well. And it also helps you to know the right thing to do. So let's engage studying of the Word of God. Don't be a Christian that does not value God's Word and does not take time to study the Word of God. The next one is the atmosphere of prompting obedience to inner convictions. Prompt obedience to inner convention. There are a lot of people that have, that have gained opportunities and a lot of people that have been endangered because they will not promptly obey their inner convention. Especially if you're a Christian. The Bible says you are now in Christ. Your spirit is regenerated, okay? And that means if your spirit is giving you a red flag towards a thing, you need to promptly obey. You know, I'm being reminded of a story my wife once, when we were about getting married, she once boarded uh, a bus. And based on this inner convention, she had the convention to step down from that bus. And do you know that, thank God, she stepped down from that bus. That was how she was delivered from accident. Now, we are not happy that those people had an accident. But based on the inner convention, God was able to protect her from that calamity. God can protect you from calamities if you will always ensure that you promptly obey his inner convictions in your heart. And because of our time, let me go to the fourth one, atmosphere of right company. Mm. You know, in, in Psalms chapter 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the way of sinners, nor stand in, nor, nor stand in the way of the scuffle, nor sit in the seats of the sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, in it he meditates day and night. Listen carefully. If you stay amidst the wrong company, the Bible says the companions of the fool will be destroyed. Do you surround yourself with the right people? Why? Because when you surround yourself with the right people, even some of the things you cannot, you know, grab, some of them may be able to grab it and they will be able to help you know. Remember that the Bible tells us that Paul was told by disciples through the Spirit, okay? He was in the right company and they were able to pick certain things about his future, certain things about his life. Iron sharpens iron, so does a friend sharpens the countenance of a friend. This is what the Bible says. Surround yourself with the right people. We often tell people that friendship is not by force, it's by choice. Ensure that your inner circle are people that are trustworthy. Ensure that your inner circle are people that are firebrand. Ensure that your inner circle are people that can look up to you, tell you what they believe is true, especially as being led by the Lord. And I tell you, your sensitivity will be developed. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe you'll be supernaturally blessed today. Let me quickly say this. By the grace of God, I've been teaching from one of my books. I've been teaching of one of my books. It's titled Things to Value. And if you need this book, I'm ready to give you for free. Just send your email to the comment section. Text your email to the comment section and I will send this book to you for free. It's a powerful book and it's loaded. I've been teaching for you in most of the previous episodes and it's a powerful, powerful book and I want you to get one of it. Tell your email to the comment, send your email to the comment section and I will definitely send it to you. Hallelujah. It's been wonderful having you all today and I'm grateful to God that God has granted us life. And I want to hear your testimony, hear your praise report and also want to hear your feedbacks. Okay, let's pray very quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today's episode. We thank you, Lord, because our sensitivity is developed. We thank you, Lord, because you will grant us the grace to take advantage of all the atmospheres, atmospheres of worship, the word of God. 
prompt obedience to the inner conviction and the right company. I pray, Lord God, you grant us the grace to take and engage this word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. I declare better days ahead for you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name have I prayed. Amen. All right, until the next episode when I come your way. Don't always forget, I love you and I celebrate you. I believe you've been inspired by today's episode. We would like to hear feedbacks from you. To send us feedbacks, comments, or make inquiry, kindly call plus 334-70-610-68597 or send your email to influenceassignments at gmail.com. We also want to encourage you to subscribe, click the notification bell, and share. Until the next episode, God bless you. Lift it up, let me hear